today. We bless you and we exalt you. And Father, I ask that you break open the bread of life for your people here today. Lord, we want to hear from heaven so that we can be healed spiritually, physically, mentally, in every way. Everything that we need, Lord, we receive it today in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, you're welcome in this place. As always, you never not come. And we thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. And praise God. We're going to talk about warfare strategies. Warfare strategies for the church. Amen. God has left so much power to the church. Amen. But do we use it? Amen. Most of us think we don't have power. We think we're not equipped, but God has equipped each and every one of us. Amen. He's, we have so many mighty, precious promises. Amen. God has given us so much. He says we're more than overcomers. If you're more than an overcomer, if you can do more than overcome, what more is it? What more do we need? We don't need anything else. We are more than overcomers. We don't, we don't just overcome. This is what I'm looking at. We don't just overcome. We more than overcome. We more than overcome. Amen. That means we nail everything that we need. Amen. And we see it before we receive it. That's what faith is all about. Seeing it and believing it before you have it. And considering not your situation. Considering not the obstacles that stand in your way. Amen. If God says you have it, you have it. You have to believe it, think on it, believe it, and act on it. And that's the problem with the church today. We don't believe what God has given us. You know, there's so many great, mighty, precious promises in this Bible. And we can have every single one. God's given it already to us. But we have to claim it. Now, I'm not talking about name it and claim it. That phase went out. But you have to believe it in your heart. You have to receive the, the precious promises from God in your heart. And when you believe it in your heart, you'll see it in the natural because you'll start to talk about it. See, what you speak about is where your heart is. And so if you start to talk about what God has done, what a good God you serve, then you'll start to act on it and you'll see it. Amen. The hardest part God has with Christians is trying to make us believe what he's already done. Amen. Because we think this Bible is just talking about characters from long ago. But these, this scripture is present here today. It, the word of God is forever. You know, it's a strong tower. It's, it's a rock, you know. And, you know, everything that God says is for now, even though he said it back when. But the church must wage war on the enemies of God. And sometimes this is the holdup. We have to wage war. Amen. Are y'all here? Some people don't like that word war. But everything, you have to fight for everything if you want to get it from God. It's already given. But you have to fight these, um, uh, these, these uh, adversaries. Every time God gave somebody the land, there were adversaries on the land. And you have to chase them off. And if you have this grasshopper mentality, thinking, we, I can't do it, we're weak, they're too powerful for us, they're too big, you'll never get. See, that's why we don't see. 
what God has promised us. Amen. But it, he's already done it. But we have to wage war on the enemy. In other words, we're waging war on God's enemies. All God's enemies have to be made his footstool. And we have to keep the enemy under our feet. Once you have him down, you don't let him back up. This is why it's so hard for people. They don't understand the word stand, having done all. Stand. So once you stand for something, in the, in the natural realm doesn't show you that you have it, which it really doesn't supposed to. Amen. Because, you know, the just shall live by faith, not by what you see in your face. And so once we don't, when we don't see what God has promised us really quick or maybe one or two years, we assume God didn't say that. God didn't tell me I was supposed to do this. And then the devil's got you. And that's all he's trying to do. That's why we have symptoms. Sometimes the devil will put symptoms on our body, but that doesn't mean you have the disease. You know, you, the judge will live by faith, not by how you feel. Amen. But it's, it's what you know. Amen. So God has established his power on this earth. He's established his power already on this earth. He's given his power to his church. Amen. Now, if you don't have something, it's because you're not standing. You take a stand. And most people, when they take a stand, they back up off of the stand because it's been so long and they don't see it. But once you take a stand, you stand in the devil's face and you wage war over that thing. And you say, I'm not moving. I'm going to stand here until I see the salvation of the Lord. And you have to have this mindset like you know it's coming any day. Amen. And you have to have the thought and the understanding that if I never receive it, I will stand. See, when you take that time, that time element off the promise, then you've done the thing that you need to do to bring it into the natural realm. It's there. It's already there. God's already done it. And In other words, God's already won this war for us. But you know, it's a war on words, if you can look at it like that. The devil says no, but God says yes. It's a war on your words. And then if, if you feel like the devil says no and you can't have it, what are you going to say to him to make him release your goods? Because you don't see it and you don't feel it and you don't think it, what are you going to do? You're going to sit and soak? And receive what he's saying or are you going to stand in his face and say move move in the name of Jesus because I shall receive what I say I believe I receive when I pray amen so you have to take a stand on what God has promised you and don't let the devil you tell the devil no not this time it's not going to be like this this time because I'm going to stand in your face 
and I'm going to shove this scripture down your throat until you back up, amen, and release what you have of mine. So you have to make the devil release. Why do we have to do this? Because it's called faith exercises. That's how you learn. If you don't ever test your faith, how will you ever know what you have, what you possess? And that's why so many people don't receive the better things that God has for them because some things are just so impossible to believe that they give up, back up, quit, fall into self-pity, fall into defeat. And when you have a defeat mentality, the devil's guess what? He's going to walk all over you. He's got some more stuff he wants to steal from you. Amen. That didn't go over well, but it's true. Amen. So we must take a stand for what God is against. I'll say that again. We must take a stand for what God is against. So not only are you fighting taking a stand for the promises of God, but you're fighting taking a stand for what God believes. You're taking a stand for what he hates. Amen. You're fighting the good fight of faith. And you're commanding the devil to take his hands off of what God cares about. Amen. So you get a scripture and you don't move. Ten years, fifteen, twenty, you don't move. Do you make mistakes? Yes. Repent and keep going. Don't cast away your confidence in God. But you continue to encourage yourself. Sometimes our faith is just not at the level that it needs to be to get what you need from God. So what do you do? You keep increasing your faith. How? By keeping the word in front of your eyes. See, we don't want to do what the word says to do to get what you need. But how bad do you want it? Most of us don't want it that bad. We forget, well, God didn't want me to have it. No, he's already done it. But we have to learn how to wage war. Or in other words, wage a good warfare. Everything that you get from God, you've got to fight warfare to get it. Some fights are not as intense as others. Some things you can win really easy. And some things you have to stand and stand having done all. That's why the Bible says having done all. You've got to do it all sometimes to get what you need from God. Amen. So war is waged against the enemy by the end time church. The things that are needed in this city, in this city. That's why the Bible says you can take a city, take a nation, take a kingdom for God. But you have to wage war on the enemy. You know, in other words, you run to where the problem is. You don't back up and let the devil back you into a corner and you just be a nice little Christian and sit on the pew until that time. You know, a lot of people are waiting until the, what is it, until we go home to be with the Lord, until the Lord returns. They're waiting on the rapture, right, because they don't think that war is necessary and then there's those that don't know how to wage war because they make fun of warfare strategies but you have to wage war on the enemy and we already have everything that we need number one you need the word is it in your heart stand there until you get it in your heart amen 
And then number two, you need to speak it out of your mouth. Speak the word out of your mouth. Why? Because there's a war on words. The devil's saying one thing, you saying another. So you have to stand, having done all, stand on the neck of the enemy and don't let him up. Don't get tired and say, I'm tired of fighting. He can have it. I don't want it anyway. God never told me I could have that anyway or I don't want it anymore. Well, you know what? You fight anyway. Amen. Hallelujah. Fight anyway. Fight for the common cause. You fight because God is concerned. Because God doesn't want that person to go to hell. You're fighting for more reasons than to make you satisfied. But you're fighting because you want to reach that common goal that God has for that person in their life. Amen. It's called sacrifice. Amen. Hallelujah. But you do it anyway. So this is what what you do. This is who you are. Amen. As a child of God, as an end time army. Now don't get it twisted. There's the church and and most church members will never uh never participate in this end time battle. Never. You know why? Because they're comfortable coming to church, getting the word, letting it go in one ear, out the other, just this thing that they do year after year after year and never see change. It's called religion. That's what religion is. Amen. And then there's the the believer that how can I say they enroll in the end time army. Amen. By the way, God is taking applications every day. So anytime anytime you want to be enrolled in the end time army, it's the thing of just stepping up. Amen. And seeing something that God, if the, you see the devil attacking a member of your family or somebody that you don't even have to know, another member in the church, if the devil is attacking their body, you step up. You don't ask to be, you want me to pray for you? You just pray. You're led to pray because that's what we do. And you pray until you see that thing move off of them. Amen. Hallelujah. See, we, we have to know who we are and what we possess. We have keys, and we don't use them. Keys unlock things. Amen. Hallelujah. We, we must fight with the Holy Spirit, who is our commander-in-chief, and we resist the devil and his evil. We're fighting against evil. We're fighting against the, the devil and everything that he possesses, he takes people's lives. He did. There's abortion, the abortion issue, and a lot of other things that we can take a stand and get involved in. You know, uh, God can can tell you, just drop in your spirit what He wants you to pray about, or you ask, you ask somebody, and get on board with them. Amen. But you have to get a strategy from God. You can't just be praying all over the place and praying any kind of prayers. Amen. But you pray those prayers that God ordains you to pray in the, in the way he's taught you to pray them. Is that making sense? Amen. So that you'll cut through, I'm just going to say red tape, and you get to the heart of the matter. And you hit that target. 
It's called target-focused prayer. And God has to teach you. Well, it's mighty quiet in this Presbyterian. What is she talking about now? God will teach you how to target, focus your target, on, focus your prayer on the target. In other words, you don't want to continue to waste time because the devil stole too much time already. And so you, you have to uh, get with God in your prayer time and ask him which prayer is appropriate for which situation. And you target and focus that prayer on that specific thing. Is that making sense? Because it's just like, it's different from a prayer that says, God, if it's your will. I'm telling you right now, if you're praying like that, you're wasting time. You might as well go out to dinner or go to lunch or go mop the floors. Because that kind of prayer gets you nowhere. You have to know what the will of God is. You've got to know him. Know him. Know who he is. I'm not saying you have to have a Bible on your hip 24-7. That's not knowing God. Most people in that word every day don't know him. You know, when you know God, it's a personal relationship. It's called relationship. You get to know him. You get to know his likes, his dislikes. And when you get to know a person, you start to understand and know where they're leading you, what they want you to do. And y'all here. And so, you, and then when you start to develop a relationship with him, you understand where he wants to target your prayers. Which situation is your situation to pray for? What should I be involved in because I'm part of the church? You know, what do I do because I want to see things get better? The world is in such disarray. There's people out looting and doing all of these things, killing people, murdering babies, kidnapping, human trafficking. What do I do, God? Which, which prayer do I pray to stop this? And so it's, it, amen. So you target, you focus your prayer on the target, the right prayer on the right target so you can hit that thing. Amen. And if enough of you are praying that way, I'm telling you, we could clean up the atmosphere. Amen. We could clean this world up. And I'm telling you, it's going to happen because the body of Christ is, how can I say? They're hitting the beaches. <laughs> Amen. They're, they're getting themselves together where they're saying, God, I want your will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. I am concerned about this certain thing. And we're no longer in the trenches, but we're coming out. We're hitting the beaches or we're putting our feet on, feet on the ground. And we're claiming these things back for the kingdom. Amen. Hallelujah. We just say hitting the beaches because it sounds cool. But y'all know what I'm talking about. You know, you, you make a difference. And no longer do you discuss it and talk about it, but you actually do something about it. Amen. Hallelujah. We know that this battle is won already. But this is the thing. God's going to do it. He's God all by himself. And he doesn't need any help from anybody. But what he does need for us is to cooperate with him and understand what it is that he wants us. Understand what's dear to God. 
understand what God is trying to achieve in this hour. You got to have your times and your seasons like the children of Ithaca. You have to know times and seasons and know what prayer goes, target your prayer, what prayer goes with what situation to get a breakthrough. Because we're no longer just wanting to pray, oh, I'm praying, oh, I'm praying. We want to see victory, right? We want to see breakthrough. We already have victory. But God is saying this, and I had to write it down just to make sure I understood it. God is fighting this battle through us, but it's by God. Y'all get that? So he is using us. He is fighting this battle through us, but it's by him, by his power. Because he has already done everything that he needs to do, number one. And number two, he's God all by himself. He's going to do it. And that's why he says, I have your back in all of these things. But he needs to use us. He wants to use us. So that he can teach us how to use our faith. Amen. Hallelujah. So we'll know who we are. So we'll know where we fit in the body of Christ. So we'll know that we're fighting for a good cause. We're fighting for God. And there's rewards for being in the end time army. So we know we have keys to the kingdom. Keys to unlock things. Amen. But do you use them? Do you know how to use the keys? That God has given us. He's given us the power to bind and to loose. Amen. He's given us the word of God. And for every situation, there's a scripture in that Bible to unlock something. Amen. And so you have to learn how to use these spiritual weapons. Amen. And number one, they cannot be used with a carnal mind. You can't understand this war with a carnal mind. That is your one enemy that's going to stop you is carnality. You have to wage war on your own carnal flesh because you cannot understand this fight. I'm going to say this mighty fight with a carnal mind. Well, what do I do? You get your mind renewed according to Romans 12 too. Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You renew your mind by meditating on the word of God. And you don't come out until you understand what that scripture means, what it means to you, and allow it to get on the inside of you and change you. Are y'all here today? Amen. Now, victory is guaranteed like, uh, like he always does. God is so awesome. Amen. But God is almighty and he fights for us at the same time. And he teaches us his ways at the same time. And he adds his signature to our battle by showing up in the most unique ways. When you are faced with the enemy, say for instance you you have uh, sickness in your body and you don't run to the doctor. See, most people go to God last. God wants us to go to him first. 
And if he wants you to go to the doctor, he'll tell you. But what we need to do is face this head on. Amen. Without fear. And allow God to give you a strategy, which is Mark 16, 17, 18, or what's, uh, no, um, 23, Mark eleven twenty three. Say to this mountain. That's, that's a warfare strategy right there. And so you have to know the warfare strategy and you execute them. And you continue to hit and clobber that devil. And he will let go. He just wants you to think he won't let go. But he'll let go. You know why? Because he has to. But see, what usually happens is we'll start to wage war and we have a good mindset. And then we don't see change in a certain length of time because we put a timeline on what we get from God. And if it doesn't happen in a certain length of time, we give up or we think he's not going to help us. And we get mad at God. Then we wage war on him. And we stay in turmoil. And we're mad. We're in the flesh. And this is why you continue to renew your mind. And you, you start to see most people don't talk to the devil. I know I'm healed in Jesus' name. I, by Jesus' stripes, I was healed. He himself bore my sorrows and my sickness. So you have to go around and you tell that to every area of your house. Why? Because you already know it's true. But you're trying to get it into the natural realm. And so you hit that devil with everything you have and you don't let up until you see victory. Amen. Victory is guaranteed. Victory is guaranteed. It's guaranteed. Why? Because you have an oath and you're healed by an oath and a promise. So it's guaranteed. Surely, surely, I say to you, God has given us his oath, his promise, and put his signature on your battle. To make sure you know that he'll never leave you nor forsake you and you're not in this fight by yourself. You're fighting for the better cause. You're fighting for what God has promised you and you won't get it being carnal. Just telling you. Amen. Hallelujah. When God shows up, he shows up in the most unique ways. I think he does it because he likes to do things his way to let us know we don't tell him what to do. See, pride and arrogance will allow us to think that we're telling God what to do. We don't know enough to tell him nothing. We don't even know how to get our blessing from him. So we can't. He's going to go to, if you go east, he's going to go west to show you you ain't telling him. You're not smart as you think you are. Let's go to Joshua 10. And I, I chose this because I like to, I want to show you how God shows up in a unique way. He doesn't do, in other words, he doesn't do things the easy way or the straight way or the, you know. He might not come through the straight gate. He can come through the back gate. He comes through whatever gate he wants to because he's God. But we have to be willing to understand and know what he's doing and collaborate with him. I'm going to say that. Collaborate with him. Work with him. Understand and know what he's doing. Joshua 10 verse 7. Hallelujah. 
And this, in case you don't know, is when the earth and the moon stood still. Will he do that for you? Yes, he will. Amen. He's just looking for somebody that's this bold enough to believe that he'll do it. Amen. I was caught in a snowstorm, me and Jasmine, the other day. Couldn't see. I, I got lost, didn't turn where I was supposed to. And, G, and she, Jasmine said, no, Gigi, you passed. And, uh, and I said, I can't see. And so I said, Jesus, make it stop snowing. You know, it stopped snowing so quick. And I'm telling you, I couldn't see it was coming back. And it never started back, did it? Not that night in either. And then I said, Jasmine, did I pray? Did I pray for it to stop snowing? And I just asked her that to see where she was. She said, I don't know. She was on her phone. <laughs> She's on her phone. I said, yes, I did. <laughs> but it was so good because I couldn't see, and it was just so confusing. I was in an um, unfamiliar area, and she was going by her, what's that thing you do, the navigation. And I'm like... And I got right there and couldn't see how to turn in. Amen. But God, hallelujah, caused it to stop snowing. It was just flurries there. It was just coming down so hard. But it stopped. So don't tell me you can't make the moon or the sun stand still. It, amen. It's, it's what you think with your brilliance. What do your brilliance allow you to believe and think? Amen. Joshua 10 verse 7, it says, So Joshua ascended from Gilgal, he and all the people of war with him, and all the mighty men of valor. And the Lord said to Joshua, Do not fear them. Are y'all here today? Do not fear. Now, the minute we seem to be outnumbered, it brings fear to people. But God wouldn't have it any other way. Because he's a unique God, and he has unique ways of expressing himself to us. Amen. He doesn't want Gideon. He told Gideon after 300,000 men, pair, pair, pair it down. He went back with 20,000, pair, pair, pair it down, and he eventually told him that the 300 men that was left was enough to win this war. Amen. Because this is the unique way that God comes through for us. This is what he does. He likes to show himself strong on our behalf. If he didn't do these things like this, we think we're serving a weak God. We're serving a strong God, a mighty God, a fearless and mighty God. (laughs) Hallelujah. (laughs) Praise God. So let's see, verse 8. Well, I didn't finish. Yeah. And the Lord said to Joshua, do not fear them, for I have delivered them. I have delivered them into your hand. See, why? Because it's already done. Amen. But did they have to fight? Yeah, they had to fight. But it was already done. He'd already delivered them into their hand. Not a man of them shall stand before you. In other words, not one of those men will be able to withstand you. And this is what he's saying. Verse 9, it says, Joshua therefore came upon them suddenly, having marched all night from Gilgal. So the Lord rooted them before Israel. Killed them with a great slaughter at Gibeon and chased them along the road that goes to Beth Huron and struck them down as far as Azekah and Makeda. Verse 11, and it happened 
as they fled before Israel and were on the descent of descent of Beth Huron that the Lord cast down large hailstones. How unique is that? Are y'all here? See, he could have had some grizzly bears just grab him and jump him and eat him. But he didn't. He had hell stormed. Why? Because nobody can do that but God. Nobody can do that but God. Amen. So the Lord cast down large hailstones from heaven on them as far as Ezekiel, and they died. You ever seen a hailstone that's big enough that can kill you? Well, that happened there. Amen. They were more... It says, there were more who died from the hailstorm hell storm, than the children of Israel killed with the sword. Now, that's, that's deep. Did y'all hear that? Amen. See, in other words, what is God showing us? That the weapons of our warfare are mighty through God. Are y'all here? To the pulling down of strong. Once you pull those strongholds down, anything can happen. All bets are on. So you don't know what God's going to do. Just be ready. Amen. And it ain't get ready. It's be ready. Amen. (laughs) Okay. Verse 12. Then Joshua spoke to the Lord in the day when the Lord delivered up the Amorites before the children of Israel. He said in the sight of Israel, Sun, stand still over Gibeon and moon in the valley of Agilon. So the sun stood still, and the moon stopped till the people had revenge upon their enemies. So in other words, time stood still so that he could have enough daylight, enough time to win this war and defeat the enemy. Amen. Hallelujah. And it says, is this not written in the book of Jasher? So the sun stood still in the midst of heaven and did not hasten to go down for about a whole day. And there, there has been no day like that day ever before from that day to this one. Amen. And so when God does something, this is what I'm saying, he does it in unique ways so you'll know that it was God and nothing else. Amen. You know, God really loved it. He loves us so much, he'll do the same for you and me. He'll do whatever it takes to make the devil leave you alone. But you have to get in the right mindset. You have to do your part. You do your part because God's already done his part. Amen. For every victory that's assigned to your name, God's already worked it out. For every calamity and every problem that face you, God already has a way. He's already worked it out. He has a path out of the, the Bible says he makes a way out of the wilderness you know, or whatever. He's already made a path for you to get out of these situations. But you have to do what you need to do. Focus your prayers on the appropriate prayer for the appropriate situation. Amen. And then drop that bomb on the devil. Amen. Hallelujah. God even caused the sun to stand still and hasten not to go down for a whole day. And the Lord fought for Israel. And he will fight for you. There is nothing he won't do for you. But people don't believe it. Just don't believe it. 
And then the devil, you allow the devil to rob you. Well, you know what you did the other day. But the important thing is this. Did you repent? Did you take responsibility for it? And did you repent from your heart? And if you did, keep moving. Keep moving towards your victory. Amen? Keep moving towards your victory. Hallelujah. So God is the same God, the same God that made the sun and the moon stand still for Joshua and rain big hailstones and killed his enemy. That's the same God that we serve. Or do you believe it? See, that's the problem. He's the same God yesterday, today, and forevermore. And he has placed his signature on the church. Amen. Jesus is the head of the church. Hello. And he will fight for us. But the church must get a vision. See, the reason the church don't go far, they have no vision. And where there's no vision, the people perish. Well, how do I get a vision? From God. In your quiet time. Let him lead you. God, you don't go where you want to go. You let him lead you. Chew on that one for a while. You don't do what you want to do. You ask God, what will you have me do? Amen. And things will go better. It's mighty quiet in this Presbyterian church. Amen. Hallelujah. Vision is direction. Vision is revelation from God. And it's on the inside of you. It's nothing that you can say, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know what. We're going to do this and Vision is on the inside. It speaks quietly on the inside of you and it starts to lead you because it starts to move things out of your path so you can easily walk toward what it is that God wants you to do. Amen. Vision keeps you going. You can be discouraged many, many times, but if you have vision on the inside of you, you won't quit. You'll get up and start again. Well, it's mighty quiet in here. Vision never leaves things the way it is. It, does, it never leaves things the way it is. But vision moves to keep things changing. That's how you know you have vision. Everything you touch, it changes. Vision is an assignment. Most people don't want their assignment. That's why they have no vision. Amen. They have a vision to do something over here when their assignment is over here. And they want to do something over there because what they've been doing over here is not working because they've never applied themselves and given them, given God everything that they have. They've never given him everything that they have to make this vision come to pass right where they are. They quit and give up, get discouraged, get mad, get angry in the flesh, never change. And that's why you don't have what God's promised you. And if you go somewhere else, it's going to be the same thing, even worse. Because you won't have the support system that you have where your assignment is. Where your assignment is, is where your support system is. Amen. Well, all right. Amen, y'all. But I'm still going to preach. Amen. Your support system is in your assignment. Your vision is where your assignment is. It's not cross town. It just ain't. Amen. But God's going to have a people who will stand and will not be 
bought off by second best or plan B. Amen. Stand having done all. Amen. Praise God. You got to wage a good warfare against what God hates. What am I fighting for? You're fighting for what God hates. You're fighting against what he hates. And you're fighting for what he loves. Amen. Anything that he drops in your spirit. That's what you're fighting for. Find it in the Bible. You got a scripture to back you up. You go for it. Amen. You aim and shoot. You shoot them words. Hallelujah. It's the church's responsibility to war in the spirit. It's the church that must speak the word in season and out of season. It's our responsibility to be a watchman over the city, over the government, over the kingdom, and rest in the confidence That God will always fulfill his word. You must believe these things. You must believe that God is with you. You must believe that he's called you for such a time as this. You have to believe these things. If you don't believe them, you'll go nowhere quick. Blaming God, disappointed, and mad. Amen. But we must believe that God's word is sovereign. His word is sovereign over the nation and over kingdoms. In other words, there's nothing that can come up against you, governments. It doesn't matter. None of these things can come up against you by your little old self and win if God is not with you. You, He has to, you have to know that he's with you. You must know that he's with you. Amen. You must believe that God is and that his word is true. But the church must have a renewed mind. That's what's wrong with the church. Your mind's not renewed. You still think that you can have things your way, do things what you want to do. Can't nobody tell you nothing because you know it all. Amen. Jeremiah 1.8. Go there. Jeremiah 1, 8. You got to humble yourself. You don't humble yourself, you won't get much from God. Because God is not with the arrogant. He's with the humble of heart. Amen. He's with the humble of heart. Jeremiah 1, let's see. Let's do 7. It says, but the Lord said to me, this is Jeremiah talking, do not say I am a youth. In other words, listen, don't call the dog if you want the cat. Your words have power. Understand that. Don't speak that which you don't know. Amen. Hallelujah. Don't say I'm a youth. If God called you to do something, I'm too young. I don't want to do that. That's what this guy's saying. Amen. I can't do that. I'm only 13. I'm only 21. I haven't lived. I can't do that. It says, for you shall go to all to whom I send you. In other words, God is saying, I don't care how old you are, and I don't care how much you think you've missed out on. You can go where I tell you to go. Amen. (laughs) And do what I tell you to do. (laughs) Amen. It says, And whatever I command you, you shall speak. 
And do not be afraid of their faces, for I am with you to deliver you, saith the Lord. And then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth, and the Lord said to me, Behold, I have put my words in your mouth. In other words, God says, look, trust me, I'll tell you what to say in season. Amen. So yield to the words that I put in your mouth and don't say anything else. Now, you know who he's really addressing? Jeremiah as the watchman. Not on watchman on the wall. He's a watchman that's been released in the earth. Amen. And it says, uh, verse 10, See, I have this day set you over nations and over kingdoms. Amen. To root down. And this is, this is the instructions for the watchmen. Are y'all here? The end time church. To root out and pull down. To destroy and to throw down. To build and to plant. Amen. Now is the time. So in other words, God calls his special force. That's what I'm going to call us. Amen. He calls us in to tear down iniquity and these things that does not please him. Root it out with our prayers, with our faith, and with our power. Amen. To, to cast it down. To put a stop to those things that are not pleasing to him. And after we've done a house cleaning in the spirit realm, then we start over to build and to plant. Why do you start over to build? You put things on the right foundation. Amen. On a God foundation. A foundation of the word of God. You get things. See, that's why things fall. Not on the right foundation. Things are not going to work if it's not on the right foundation. People make, try to make it work. It ain't going to work. Amen. And so he says, I've set you over nations. What does he mean? I've given you power and dominion. Amen. I've given you authority to bind that thing, anything that you see not going on right, to take authority over it and to cast it down, to root it out. Amen. Hallelujah. And then when it's all done, then you build and you plant. Hallelujah. Root it out. Pull it down. Destroy it. Throw it down. And to build and to plant. Hallelujah. Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me saying, Jeremiah, what do you see? And I said, I see a branch of an almond tree. And that almond tree, as you know, is the early tree, the waker tree. Amen. And then, and then he says in verse 12, then the Lord said to me, you have seen well, I am ready to perform it. And so in other words, like the waker or like that almond tree that comes early. Amen. I think it comes in January. Between January and March. And it's not even springtime yet. But you can always see a bloom of the almond tree even when it's snowing. And it comes early. Just like God always comes early to watch over the word that you speak out of your mouth. When are you going to start speaking out of your mouth? Come out of pride. 
and say what you mean and mean what you say so you can get what you want. So you can get your heart's desire. See, God is after that thing right there. Boom. After that pride. And he's going to get it. Amen. He's going to get it. So you have to submit to God. You got to submit. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Know that when you speak the word of God in faith, you got to speak in faith. And consider not. He watches over that word to perform it, just like the waker tree. And he'll come early. He watches over. There's no such thing as God not performing on his word. He's going to do it. But he's tired of fooling with you. Amen. I want it. I don't want it. I'm going to act nice. I ain't going to act nice. Just let him deliver you. Get delivered. Get set free so that you can have whatsoever you say. Save some time. Amen. Amen. And this is the instructions to the watchman. If you're not pulling down, plucking up, destroying those things that are not of God so that we can build and plant, then you're not doing what the watchman does. Amen. Hallelujah. And we as watchmen must watch over the words that you speak. That's why you can't say anything. Amen. And when you talk wrong, you repent immediately. And you get back on your job until you, it comes to pass, until you see it in the natural. There's no time to be playing church, trying to prove to everybody how, how much you know. Because don't nobody care. Amen. God don't care. He just wants to see some action. Amen. All of that flesh. That's, that's arrogance and pride. The church must be vigilant. The Bible says be vigilant. Amen. Be alert. Anticipating and expecting. Expecting what? Expecting God to bring it to fruition. Expecting God to, to bring your words to pass. But if you're not putting words out there, what are you waiting on? Well, God's going to do it for me because he's going to work with me differently. No, he ain't. He ain't going to do it. Now, there's mercy and grace, and we get a lot through that. But the Bible says that you just shall live by faith. Amen? You don't live to get grace and mercy. You live by faith. Faith in the word of God. Faith in what God's promised you. Faith in those who are over you that prophesy. You, you know what? Another thing God was showing me in this, I didn't write it down. But God says he's tired of people assassinating his prophets. They assassinate the true prophets and they run to the fake ones. They like that. See, that flesh likes to be built up. Oh, I see ministries in you and I see this. They don't see nothing. This is just what they say. I'm telling you. You know how I know? Because those things never come to pass. If you have someone that's been speaking into your life that has told you something and it came to pass, that's a true prophet. But this stuff that's get ready, get ready, it's up to you. Amen. Kick that stuff out and go with what you know. Amen. But we must war over our words. You got to put some words out there for something to come back to you. 
Maybe that's been the hold up. Because you can't get your heart and your mouth to line up. You know how I know? Because that was me. You can't get your heart and your mind to agree on what you want. Because part of you want it and part of you don't believe that you can have it. Amen. Because you listen to the devil because you're divided in your mind, in your thinking. A double-minded man won't get anything from God. Talk one way, then another. You know what? I just told the Lord, I said, I just want to shut my mouth speaking against what I want. Help me to shut my mouth and speak on things that are good. And if I can't say anything good about the situation, don't let me say nothing. And every time I would talk against what I really wanted in my heart, I would stop. You got you to gotta get God to help you. Until you get used to speaking the right way about that certain situation. Amen. Because pride is going to keep you from getting it every single time. Amen. But you've got to speak it out of your mouth. Walk around your house and talk to your furniture. And talk to us how we started. That's the foundation we, we started on. And you have to start talking and speaking the word. What you want. And then watch over that word. Yes, God, I said it. I want it, and I'm going to have it because you promised it to me. And I know you're a good God. Your word is sovereign, and you, you can do all things. There's nothing you can't do. And so I know you want me to have this because that's what's... In, uh, see, listen, when, when God promised you something, it agreed, there's an agreement on the inside of you. There's an agreement on the inside of your heart. So you know. See, God knows what you really want, but you got to speak it out. you got to tell him, yes, I want it. And don't let the devil steal it from you. It's time for him to stop. Amen. But he won't stop until we put a stop to him. We have to do that. Let's go to 2 Corinthians 10. We have to put a stop to the devil. Because he, you know what, he wants another inch and another inch. Then he wants a mile. Really, what does he want? He wants your life. 2 Corinthians 10, verse 3. It's where we walk in the... For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. So in other words, although we live in the natural, and we're a natural man, and we walk in the natural, that's not how you war. You war according to the, the spirit, not the flesh, not the fleshly body that you live in. You don't war. In other words, this is what God is saying. You don't war according to how you feel and think. Are y'all here? You war according to the word of God. If God said you can have it, then you war according to what that promise is. You don't war according to how you feel. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds. In other words, flesh and blood won't get you what you need from God. Why? Because he's not going to let it. You're not going to keep your pride intact and get anything from God. Because he ain't going to let you. I can tell you that for a fact. You're going to have to let your hair down. Amen. 
And you're going to have to trust God and trust him and him only. And speak that word. I don't care if you stop somebody in Walmart and tell them what you're believing God for. You better tell your radio, that CD player in your car. You better tell the walls. You better tell somebody so that God can have some word that's out there in the atmosphere to work on. He can't work on thin air. Are y'all here today? He has to work on your words. See, it's your words that bring things to pass. He's promised it. He's already done it. But you have to put your words out there for him to perform on. Come on now. Hallelujah. And so you have to put your word out there. Verse 5 says, casting down arguments. Because there's going to be so many arguments in your mind. And they're not going to come from normal people. That's going to come from you. And you're going, to be, you're going to be mad at everybody, but it's you. The, these arguments are coming up in your mind. The devil is, is protruding or however you can say it. He's pressing in on your mind, telling you why you can't have it. And you need to turn around and tell him why you can. Why you will get it. Amen. Keep pursuing Anything, if it's something in here that you want, the Lord is letting you know right now, keep pursuing it. Don't stop pursuing. Don't stop looking. Don't stop. Keep pursuing. Hallelujah. Because you will find it. Keep and speak it. You tell the devil, I'm going to get what I, you know, I'm going to get whatsoever God has for me. You must speak it out of your mouth. Amen. When you speak out of your mouth, God takes that and he's, he's like this. He's watching over it to perform it. If you're not speaking it, what is he watching over? A promise. But it's an empty promise because nobody's received it and spoken over it. And, hu- and then when you speak over it, he hovers over your words. Make sure you get it. That's how it's done. Amen. Hallelujah. That's how it's done. You must speak it. If you tell all your furniture, today tell your dining room set, tomorrow tell your cupboards. I'm serious. You tell them what you're going to have. You have to do it this way. And then pretty soon it will get in your heart. You'll start eventually telling people. Amen. Start out with the walls and the furniture. Because, see, this is how you have to work your way out of pride. Hallelujah. Amen. We will punish disobedience. God wants us to punish disobedience when our obedience is fulfilled. Listen, when you fulfill your obedience to God, your disobedience is punished. In other words, there's no repercussions from your disobedience when you, when you finally start to obey the word of God. Amen. Obeying the word is more than just a feel-good message. Water down, whatever. But this, this word, you've got to live this word. And it ain't hard. It's just hard to a lazy person that's 
arrogant and think they know everything. And don't want to submit to God. The Bible says submit to God. Resist the devil. Why do you think it says submit to God? Because you can't bind the devil in arrogance. You've got to submit to God. Submit to God. Resist the devil. And he will flee. Well, I did that. Did you submit to God? No. Submit to God. Resist the devil. And he will flee. It's a three-part operation. you got to submit to God. Amen. Submit your heart. Submit your mind. Submit your thoughts. Love him. Tell him you love him. If you're hurting, tell him. you got to communicate. Amen. You can't just keep walking around going backwards for the rest of your life. Because you know why? Because time's a wasting. Trust me on that time thing. It's a wasting. And so you have to submit to Almighty God. And then when you use, when you wield the word like a sword, it will work. It will work. And your obedience shall be fulfilled. Hallelujah. So God's weapons are mighty. They're spiritual weapons. They're not carnal. And they work against rulers of the bottomless pit. It's according to, right now, Revelations 9-11. And that spirit of Apollyon that lives in hell, that lives in people. (laughs) Sorry, y'all. Amen. (laughs) Now, Apollyon is the destroyer, and he wants to destroy you. And it's straight from the pit of hell. I shouldn't say he lives in people. I take that back. Y'all forgive me. But the one that's in charge, now let me tell you what Apollyon is in charge of. Murder, suicide, that's why I took that back. Murder, suicide, accidents, infirmity, fires, terrorism, all kinds of destruction. And so, guess what? You have authority over all of that. You have authority over all, and power. You have power and authority over every. And see, these are the, are the spirits that you're fighting when you stand for what God hates. You're standing against these spirits that pick people off all the time. And you're standing against them when you pray in the spirit and you pray in the knowledge of God and you have your target focused prayer because you're with God and you're listening to him and he's telling you what to bind and loose and what scripture to apply to it. And when you do that, you're coming against all these spirits of destruction, suicide, accidents, infirmity, fires, terrorism, all of this stuff. So this is why we wage war on the devil. You wage war on him because he's destroying a lot of people. And you're trying to take a city back for the kingdom of God. You're trying to build this kingdom and and fight for the nation. It's not just about what you want. Amen. In the interim, all things that you want and need will be given unto you. But you have to seek the kingdom and what the kingdom needs. Amen. Hallelujah. We have power to stand against these things. And God will back you up. You're not going in this alone. God will back you up. And this war is won by God. 
through us. Now y'all here. I said it a different way before. I'm trying to change it around so you'll understand. God will back you up. And you will win this war because God is God all by himself. But he's going to win it through us. He's going to use us. He's going to use our words. He's going to use our power. He's going to use our authority. He's going to use our dominion. Everything that he's given us, he's going to use us to bring it from out of the, 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 natu- the invisible ram into the natural. But you gotta, you got to believe this stuff. If you don't believe this stuff, you might as well just forget it. Because this is the only way you're going to win a war. It cannot be won any other way. You've got to submit to God and resist the devil. And then he will flee. Amen. So see, you and God are partners in this activity. Whatever you want to call it. But he uses us. He fights the enemy. And this is why he backs us up. Because he uses us. And what is he using? Our words. Just like you get what you need when you speak it out of your mouth. He still he has our word. He's, he's fighting every demon in hell to bring your words to pass. But if you're not putting it out there, then what is he fighting? It's not fighting anything. Nothing's out there. But I'm telling you, it doesn't take long to win a war. It doesn't take long to get what you want. Amen. It really doesn't. It's what you it's, it's what are you putting in? Amen. You read that word and you start believing it. And if you can't believe it, there's a, t- a time when I just couldn't believe the word because it looks like everything was stacked against me. And I was looking in the natural. When I found out I was looking in the natural, I stopped looking at that stuff. I stopped it. I said, oh, well, I've been defeating my own purpose. And that's exactly what I was doing. Amen. And so, and then I said to myself, well, there are strategies of war that you need to know. We need to know warfare strategies and not make fun of them. And not say it's make-believe or it's not real. It's very real. And we need to know what we're doing. Amen. Well, I pray and I pray and I pray and that's all beautiful. But you got to hit a devil sometime or another. My goodness. Stop the enemy that's opposing you. And don't give up. Don't back up. Make the enemy let go and give up. Well, how do I do that? By standing. And people don't like that word. Having done all, stand and not quitting. When you take a stand, you're standing on his toes. And you're making him back up the longer you stand. And when you finally give up, he's saying, he's saying, wow, I was about to quit. I'm glad she gave up because she was giving me a run for my money. I didn't think she lasts all these years. That's the devil. Hallelujah. You have to keep standing. Having, that's why the Bible tells you, having done all. Having done all. Jesus is the Lord of the invisible army. Who is the invisible army? Me and you. Amen. You got to make up your mind to be an invisible army. Well, you know, I'm doing this and I'm doing that for God. You don't belong here. 
You got to be satisfied with just being nobody. Your flesh can't enter into this. And we have a job to do among the nations, among kingdoms, governments, to root out, tear down, to take apart, dismantle, demolish the work of the enemy. And then start fresh. Start over, putting things on a right foundation, and then to build and to plant. Hallelujah. This is, and getting things on the right foundation. Amen. Plant the word of God inside of people. What's the word of God that you plant inside of people? The good news. The good news. Amen. Let's go to Luke 10. I'm almost done. Receive it with gladness. Luke 10, verse 19. Hallelujah. Now let's read 18. It says, And he said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Is that established? Hallelujah. So Satan has fallen like lightning out of heaven. So let's just get that established. Verse 19 says, Behold, I give you the authority. Who's talking? Jesus. He gave up his power when he went to sit on the right hand of the Father. He's not dead. He's alive. He's alive in you and me. Working every day, interceding for us, sitting on the right hand of the Father. But he's given us gifts. He's given us keys. He's given us power and authority. And so this is what he's making it clear. Verse 19 again. Behold, I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. You got to believe that. If you don't believe that, you ain't going nowhere. Amen. Nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this. That the spirits are subject to you. In other words, come out of pride thinking you all of that in a bag of chips. Because it ain't you. It's God. Hallelujah. So Satan is a trespasser. Now, why is he a trespasser? Didn't you just read that he, he fell like lightning out of heaven? Amen. So he don't belong here. Just because he fell here don't mean he belongs here. He's a trespasser. Amen. Because he's not a citizen. He was a citizen of heaven. He got kicked out of there. So he, he's here and he's a trespasser. But listen. When it said in verse 18, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Did it say he brought any keys or any power with him? You know why? He has none. He got kicked out. And when he was kicked out, he was just kicked out. He doesn't have any power, any authority, any dominion. But he is loose. He's loose and he's here. But he's a trespasser. He has no power in what happens to you. What does light and darkness have to do with one another? Nothing. He needs people to work through weak flesh. To work through. This ought to make all of us think. He, he needs weak flesh to do his dirty work. I'm telling you, he does. You know how I know in Luke when... when um, Jesus, he, he told Jesus, turn those stones into bread. And, and Jesus had to set him straight, use the word, and said, 
He needed Jesus to cooperate with him. He can't do nothing by himself. You know why? He's a nothing and a nobody. But he needs somebody weak. But he, he thought, because, and this is why he called Jesus after fasting 40 days. He hadn't eaten anything. He know he had to catch him at an unopportune time. But it still didn't work because he didn't know the power that Jesus carried. Amen. And he'll do you the same way. Wait till you good and mad at somebody. And here he go. Add more whipped cream and cookies and sprinkles. And he's going to add all of this stuff on to make it look really good. And stack the chips up against whatever situation this is. Amen. Because he wants you to really show out. And so this is what he does. He's trying to get, work through you. Amen. Trying to work through you. Do his dirty work. Weak flesh. But we wrestle not against flesh and blood. This is what the word is still saying. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood. We wrestle against principalities and powers and rulers of wickedness in high places. Amen. Why? Because although somebody's acting stupid, you know that... Satan is using their weak flesh. So you don't wrestle against them. You rest, wrestle against because you won't root it out. You got to get to the root of the situation, which is Satan. And you got to get that thing. You got to address who the problem really is. Are y'all here today? <coughs> Hallelujah. Let's go to Ephesians 6. Whenever you're in trouble, turn to the book of Ephesians. Because the book of Ephesians is the way to victory. Every situation. Well, I went in there. Mine ain't in there. Yeah, it's in here. Amen. You didn't submit it as unto God. Submit everything that you're concerned with. Put it, put it under God. Amen. Hallelujah. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of wickedness in high places. Why do we take our armor off? Why? You don't suppose to take your armor off. Hallelujah. Why do we take our armor off? We must keep the word of God in our mouths, in your heart, on your lips. Never stop. Don't take your armor off. I was in a religious church in in the beginning. And they was always getting up doing all like this. and I didn't know much, but I knew that wasn't right. And I would see all of this, you know. They putting on their, you know, prep, their feet and their, yeah. And it's not helping anything. Amen. When you're you're in the army of the Lord, you don't take your. Do you ever see? Thank you. You ever see um, soldiers taking their suits off while they're on duty? Why do we do that? All right, let I have five minutes. Ephesians six ten. Finally, my brethren. Why is it finally, my brethren? Because this is what you need to remember. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. In other words, come out the flesh because you're not operating in your own strength. You're not operating in your own knowledge. You're not operating in your own wisdom. This is not for you to flaunt. 
That's why we read that last scripture in Luke. Said, you know, or in other words, it was saying, least any man should boast. This is not your power. It's bequeathed to you from God. Amen. He's entrusting us to do the right thing. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God. It says put it on. You never read where it says take it off. In other words, be clothed. Not naked. Be clothed. Hallelujah. Put on the whole armor of God. That you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. What's the wiles? Anything he comes up with. Because he stayed busy. He's a trespasser. He got kicked out of heaven. He don't belong here. But he got you thinking he's running your life. Because he's got you thinking you he's powerful. And he's not. It already said he got kicked out. I saw Satan fall like lightning. He didn't, have, he didn't bring no baggage, no luggage. He bought baggage but no luggage. I'll put it like that. But he's, he's a, a, a perpetrator. He's not, he doesn't have any authority. Y'all going to make me get y'all quiet. He, he's <laughs> put on the whole armor that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the enemy. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. In other words, you got to know your enemy. Know that I'm not your enemy. Amen. And I'll know that you're not my enemy. We don't wrestle against each other, but we wrestle against principalities, powers, rulers of wickedness in of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Amen. We do not see them in the natural, but they are there. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all, didn't it say stand? Having done all, stand. Having done all, stand. If some of us tell the devil, I'm not quitting. I'm going to stand until I die. That'll get him. And he'll, that's how you make him leave your time frame alone. So I'm going to stand until I die. That takes the time thing off. I ain't going to never go back to serving you. And I'm not going to obey you. I'm going to obey the Lord and stand until I die. And that will make him leave you alone. Hallelujah. You'll stand in the evil day having done all. Stand. Walking in the spirit. Walk in the spirit. Walk in the spirit. Learn how to walk in the spirit. And that means you don't entertain all of this crap. Amen. You don't entertain it. Now I'm not going to say you're not going to want to. But you stop yourself from getting deeply involved in stuff that's not of God. It is written. It is written. Amen. Enforce. In other words, what are we doing? And we're enforcing what's already been done by God. We're enforcing it. Hallelujah. Write down John 15, 7. And it says, if I abide in you and my words abide in me, whatever it says. The words got to abide in you. It's not something you can just read and you tired because it ain't going to do no good. That's a defeat mentality already. You just told the devil, you're the more, most powerful. You got to enforce what's already been done. You got to make the devil listen. God's already given me. He's already done it. He, and you're not going to stop it. Amen. 
And I knew somebody that used to stomp on his head, move their feet, and actually stomp on the devil. And they had a very successful ministry. Amen. They're no longer here, but he's still, his ministry is still going strong. Amen. Sometimes it takes all this stuff. So this is important. The body of Christ is, is spiritual boot camp. The body of Christ. The end time army is the spiritually mature. Amen. Those are the ones that hit the beaches. When we say hit the beaches, they take ground and hold it until the devil let your stuff go. Or when you hold something, you take a stand. Are y'all here? You take a stand and you hold it down. What does hold it down mean? I'm standing right here on the word of God. I'm standing on that word and I'm not going to let it go because of how you think or how you think or how I feel. Amen. Hallelujah. You hold it down. You don't need nobody to help you hold nothing down. Because you by yourself is enough. Amen. You don't have to convince people what's wrong or what's right. You just do you. Let them do who they are. And if they're wrong, God will straighten them. I'll pray for them. Amen. So the end time army is the ones that's going to fight the good fight of faith. And God is taking applications every day. You can be a part of it whenever you want to. But the end time army is the ones that's going to hold, take ground, hold on to it. Amen. And by interceding, you hold down something by interceding, praying, confessing. Amen. Taking authority over these things. There's a difference. There's a difference in the body of Christ. Those are your churchgoers that's always going to talk a good game. But they don't have any fruit. Remember that? Fruit. That didn't go over well, but it's still true. No fruit. Just a lot of yada, yada, yada. Amen. The army of God is the ones who have, now listen to the army of God, one mind, one heart. And has unity. Unity of the spirit. Amen. Don't fight one another. Don't use the word against one another. You'd be surprised how many people want to bind you. Man, you can't bind the devil. You sure can't bind me. You can't bind the devil. But wanna, you know, the, the army of the Lord don't have time for this nonsense because it's mature. It don't have time to fight one another because it's on one accord so that we can get the job done for God. So we can take a city, take a nation, you know, fight for the kingdom of God and win. We don't lose, but we win. We have victory, amen. Already victory. That's the army of the Lord. That's where you want to be, amen. But if you want to just be a pew sitter that go around and talk a good game and make people think you smart, that's fine. You know, God ain't going to kill you. I ain't either. If that's what you want to do. I did that too many years when I was in the religious church. I'm not down with that anymore. Amen. I want to see some success. I want to see victory. I want to, I want to see the victory that I know I already have. I want to possess the things that I know God has already given me. 
I want to see those things that I haven't seen yet. I, I, I have a prayer covering over my whole family and my children and my grandchildren to the fourth and fifth generation. And I want to see those things. I don't have time for this other stuff. I don't have time for it no more. I don't have time for it. There's too much at stake. We're winding down. Amen. Hallelujah. Too much religion. I don't have time for that. Stop fighting one another and using the word against one another. Hallelujah. Take ground. Give flight to those things that are not of God. And focus on the mission. Hold the ground by standing, not quitting. Focus on the mission. The church focuses on the problems. Oh, guess what happened? Oh, but that's the church. But the army of the Lord, focus on the mission. Amen. Church is immature. The immature slings friendly fire at one another. Arrow shooting at your brethren every chance you get. And that's the immature church. Amen. Hallelujah. The, the friendly fire, not good. God's holy pulpits are not for that. There is not to sling friendly fire at one another, but it's for truth. It's for truth. Amen. Because God is truth. Amen. God's not putting up with this anymore. For all of you that don't know what season it's in, the time for your flesh, that season is gone. Amen. Well, that didn't sound real, but it doesn't matter. Your flesh is done. Amen. The church needs to become a part of the remnant. The remnant is, is the, the people who are going to go after, after what God wants. That's the remnant. It's not the body. Because the body, the majority, is going to sit and do nothing. And manipulate each other's minds. That's the, that's the church. Amen. But the remnant few, that's why the Bible calls it the remnant few. That's the end time army. They're going to put it down. And they're going to get victory after victory after victory. It's like Trump said, you're going to get tired of winning. Amen. You're going to get tired of winning. You're going to get tired of being successful. Because this is a foolproof thing. And you're going to get tired of winning. But you got to, you got to use this Bible the way it was supposed to be used. you got to trust in it. You don't trust in it, it's not going to work for you. Religion, it, it don't work. This Bible don't work with religion. That's the church. The body of Christ. Amen. But the end time army, this word works like a charm. Amen. And you can have whatsoever you say. You can have whatsoever you say. So time is up for those who are corrupt. thought I'd throw that in. Time is up for those who are corrupt. Better write that down. Amen. We need to go back to preaching the good news. And stop this doom and gloom message. And you're trying to use it on one another. Put fear in each other. Don't work no more. You got to know who you are. And know what, you, what you're supposed to have and what God has for you. And don't let nobody stop you from getting it. Are y'all here? Amen.
Amen. Stop committing spiritual treason. When you turn on your brethren, that's spiritual treason. Amen. When you commit spiritual treason, you help the opposing side. You help the devil out. Amen. You do. You, you have to stop this stuff. Be active. Be proactive in the church. Use your gift for the good of God. Don't be trying to flaunt what God has given you all on everybody. Because don't nobody care. Y'all know that? <laughs> nobody cares. <laughs> nobody cares. Quit trying to build yourself up. Because you're wasting time. A house divided cannot stand. That's why most of us are fighting and waging a good warfare. But we can't bring it to into fruition, the things that God has promised, because we're too busy fighting at each other. Amen. Amen. That's, that's the church for you. That's why there's a difference in the church, in the body, the, the body of Christ, which is the church, and the, what is it, the, see, y'all don't know. The army of the Lord. Because they have different they have different expectations. They have different uh you know uh things that they want to accomplish. They want to do what God told them to do. They're here for God. They're not here to be beat up on and put down. Because we get that from the world. Amen. We get that from the world. We can step out the door and get slapped at any moment. Man, critical spirits help the enemy, but love and unity and forgiveness will forward the kingdom. Move forward. Forward. Love and unity moves forward. Will forward the kingdom. Amen. You know, the churches should be tired of this insanity. Where there's unity, there's strength. The devil knows that. That's why he's always getting in the crazy people. Because he knows that the unity can be broken. He got everybody. Where there's unity, there's strength. Strength is not in numbers. I know churches that's got thousands of people. They have no power, no strength. Ain't trying to get it. Because they like money. Amen. And the, the devil wants to wipe the church out. And you know what? He's doing it. People get so hurt and so they just don't want to come to church anymore. And they just don't come. Who's back there clamping? <laughs> you mean you meant amen, not that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to stay home. <laughs> I'm just kidding, Shetty. <laughs> I know my Shetty ain't staying home. But you know that's the truth. The devil wants to keep you from coming to church. And he'll use people to do it. It's just sad. But God is holding us accountable. So we need to repent and unify. Hallelujah. Repent and unify. And above all, touch not my anointed. Amen. The enemy likes to divide and conquer. See, if he can divide, then he got everybody. That's how he works. But the mainstream media and that propaganda, that separates people too. You know, there's a big division 
in in the world and it's all because of propaganda and nine out of ten things ain't even true and people are so minds are so conditioned they don't know truth when they hear it some things you have to research some things are true but most things when you have discernment you know it just by ear that ain't true but people don't have that because they're so conditioned to propaganda are y'all here today amen so the devil's working in the media he's working through people he's working through pastors he's working through the the body of christ he's working through everybody you know why because he's scared because he don't have much time he's run he has run out of time i'm not gonna say running he's run out of time you need to know what time it is. It's not time to get on the wrong side of God. This is a time to, to reinstate and reestablish your relationship with God. So we can see heaven right here on earth. That's what God wants. He wants us to ha- see heaven here. Amen. Not possess everything that heaven possessed. That's impossible. But to have heaven here on earth. In other words, you don't have to wait till you go to heaven to get what God's promised you. Amen. I will see my blessing here in the land of the living. I will see it here in the land of the living. Have you told Satan that lately? I will see my blessing here in the land of the living. And I will get it now. I will get it now. Amen. Don't help the enemy. Don't be critical. Don't have a critical spirit. Hallelujah. But pray. Fight and pray. Wage war on the devil. Don't wait till he come knocking on your door. Go get him. And wage war. And hold it down. Hit the beaches. Hold it down. In other words, take a stand and don't move. I guarantee you he has to move. Amen. Hallelujah. With your words. With your prayers. And with your faith, you can take a nation. And that's what it's all about. It's about working for God. And in the interim, he gives you the desires of your heart. Amen. But you have to still speak forth that which you believe. Speak forth that which you want. Speak what you want. Let God know what you want. And I'm telling you, you will come out victorious every time because it's guaranteed amen hallelujah we'll stop father we do thank you be gracious